Macy Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist, that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Welcome back to the Tangentialist podcast with Macy Gage, and let's just dive right in. So this episode is titled Sabotaging Future Girl Bands, and it's episode number nine. And I left you last episode with how I was dating Dante, and from afar, I was in Indiana uh, with my adopted parents, Bruce and Maureen, uh, just recovering from an accident, a car accident that I was in in the year before, 1997, and I was a passenger in this in this car. Uh, my my boyfriend Jake was driving, and we were on our way to Canada's Wonderland, a nationally recognized theme park in Toronto, Canada, as it was the graduating trip of my year. And well, we didn't make it, and you can go to other episodes. Specifically, uh, Wonderland made me wonderful which is, uh, I don't know, I hope everybody's noticed, has, is more along the lines of a metaphor than than what it actually sounds like. Wonderland, well, it does make me wonderful when I'm there, definitely, but it more metaphorically made me wonderful because of, it seems like, yeah, it's it from what I suffered was not something that makes you wonderful. It actually makes you terrible having a, a brain injury and becoming bipolar. Because it, it happened, it, it, it allowed for me to sort of go in a different direction. It allowed for me to go on a more positive sort of life trajectory, as in how my life kind of went, still continued to go in different directions. But I'll show you how, as I said in, in another episode, that my, my traumas have, I've, I've turned them into sort of triumphs, and we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, I left you last episode that I was dating Dante and and from afar, and that I was was planning on coming back to to Canada to go to post secondary education. And while I imagined I was in love with Mister Sonic Pumpkin Man, and and that's what I, I sort of called him after, I referred to him as Sonic Pumpkin Man because he resembles the lead singer from Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. I was applying to a number of schools, and, and I was still recovering from my brain injury, but that wasn't going to stop me. According to the right people, I was just fine. I had taken some classes, even in university, and could perform the right skills and tests. But the only problem was I really wasn't all there. I mean, I was. When you looked at me, you saw a girl in her early 20s who had maybe seen too many raves or maybe too many uh, drugs, but I was just like everyone else. Well, no, not really. I was on a fast train to self-sabotage. I didn't think my survival was warranted. My self-esteem had sunk even lower. I was still determined to get my goal of going to art school completed. 
my plans after that were still sort of up in the clouds. But I had this notion that if I just did this, everything else would fall into place. And well, in some ways, it did. During my portfolio preparation days, I got kind of reckless again. I wandered the streets east of Toronto, thinking I could take what I deserved, or what I thought I deserved. I even drank too much at a fun little dive bar downtown, and ended up going off with a musician I had met that, that evening. We went to where his band practiced, and while we did more than make music, especially when he invited Stacy. We undressed in the dark, and I didn't know that night was going to be another intimate night with a lady. I had recently had some punk-drunk naked twists with some girlfriends in high school a couple of years back. I felt terrible the next day, knowing that my night with Stacy and the musician would have to be my little secret, although it's not really now. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but in this in, in this pandemic, I'm just I'm just going crazy. I'm really going mental. And this is this is crazy times, and yeah, I, this is sort of totally sort of off topic. As I was sort of going through my my story, I guess, or or my history um, with brain injury, being bipolar, and and ha- what led me to today. But well, I just have to go off the rails because oh my gosh, my sister Adriana is just driving me totally crazy. Okay. You don't know much about her other than, well, we're both adopted from different families and that we were never close. I think I mentioned that. We were never really close as sisters, but I'm in my 40s now and it's just like, oh, why, why? Like, okay, we're in the self-isolation, right? Everybody, unless you're essential service and, and her job technically is, but they've been told to, to work from home. So so I know she's working from home, so she's got time on her hands, yet I try to set up a video chat. She just can't call me, text me, nothing. And the crazy thing is, oh, I had a really amazing video chat with some other family members that I will let you know how they became part of my life. But this uh, sister-in-law, so that tells you something, <laughs> She she's a nurse. And so she works like double shifts, obviously, because she's very essential service right now. So she's she's worked to the core. She's is that the right word? No, she she's just exhausted because she is doing so much for the public good, right? And and then she's got two kids, and she's got a husband who who works uh, does air traffic control. So so they're very busy people and very essential people to uh, society, right? But she still set up a video chat for like ten people that spanned uh, three countries. Oh, so so that just yeah that puts Adriana to shame for for one thing. I mean, I kind of want to say something, but it's like, how do you, how do you sort of put that out there? That yeah, look at this other person and how great they are in my life, and you're real frustrating. <sighs> okay, so I know everybody's going through these sort of trying times with the the self isolation that we're all going through, but we all have families, and being a grown up is really really tough sometimes. <laughs> It just really sucks. It really does because we got to figure everything out. And well, we do have a lot of resources on our hands and on the internet because I was looking up, you know, because I, I know my sister, Adriana, she is definitely a manipulator. Uh, <laughs> she has always manipulated everything because she loves control. And, and we'll get into that. And I don't know how it happened, but I can explain everything as we were growing up and, and what sort of happened. And 
I don't know, I guess I kind of let it happen. You know, I could have put my foot down and said, no, you know what? This is how it's going to be. And really, I guess that's the way ha- uh, the way I should make it. I should set up my own boundaries and, and say, yeah, you know, this is this is how I'm doing it. I'm not going to drive out to the middle of nowhere to your like wonderful mansion because I feel I need to be there. No. <laughs> anyway, oh, I'm venting. I think a lot of us, we are going through similar sort of family dynamics where, where things are getting just really intense and really really tough uh, to, to just be able to manage each other's personalities and and personal space and and just trying to keep a routine and and not just overwhelm each other and huh, well that's that's just me for right now in this uh, what are we in four weeks of quarantine and well my sister Adriana's just driving me up the wall because well we we've never really had a relationship but it's like I thought, you know what? I've been thinking since I'm in my 40s. Okay, maybe. No, maybe in quarantine. No, it's like, oh, oh, what do I have to do? And it's like, you know what? No, I don't have to do anything. I have to appreciate the family dynamic that I have where this the sister-in-law of mine set up this group chat and there was like 10 of us across three countries and it was great seeing everybody. And, and I just have to really appreciate that I have that in my life and not focus on all of what didn't happen or what I wish had happened when Adriana, you know what? There was nothing there to begin with. Why do I feel like I need to work on it? Because you're my family. That's what it is. We always have to love our family, right? Or we want to. Well, anyway, <laughs> totally off topic. The insights for this episode are when you are finding something difficult in your life, now is not the time to go mess things up by self-sabotaging. These things are tough to face. Maybe doing a journal or a vision board or talking with a friend or colleague or family member may help. Things that have helped me over the years have been exercise, journals, as well as meditation, Even a bit of therapy sprinkled in throughout those challenging times have helped give me a more sort of grounded perspective on where I'm coming from. Also in these uncertain times of the CCP virus, aka COVID-19 pandemic, we need to help each other get through this difficult time. I mean, we're all going through this together. And I mean, maybe not together physically, obviously, because we have to self-isolate. But it is a very, very difficult time. And I have some tips that I thought I would, I would share with you just to, to hopefully help people if they're having a difficult time with the isolation, that hopefully they've, everybody's found things online. But if, if this is your first time to finding, finding out uh, ways of handling it or just some other suggestions, then I hope that these will help give you some sort of guidance through that. I was going to start with keeping a routine. Keeping a routine is so important for everybody. It's, it's been sort of, a, sort of a groundwork that we've had all our lives, right? Since we were maybe going to church, maybe going to, obviously going to schools. We've been doing that, you know, since we were kids and, and probably all the way until our 20s. And then there's work. Obviously, work gives us that structure, but we can, we can set up sort of a structure in our own home with our own sort of self-care toolkit and and getting up and sort of deciding on some sort of long-term project that that we haven't been able to get to maybe it's a puzzle maybe it's a learning another language maybe it's just dedicating some time to 
some stretching or some some on-the-spot exercise or things that you found online. But as I said, uh, that that self-care definitely uh, helps us tremendously because we, we need to dress for the social life we think we are having or we want to have, as this does improve our overall mood. So we also need to stay hydrated and we need to reach out to others, be it through forums like meetup groups uh, or church services that we, we can find online through whatever we're involved in. There's FaceTime, there's WhatsApp, there's Skype. And those are all great ways of uh, keeping connected with family and friends. So develop uh, your, a sort of self-care toolkit. And these will, will vary tremendously with everybody, depending on, on the sort of interest you have. But remember to include your seven senses, like touch, taste, sight, hearing, smell, as well as comforting and, and movement. So examples of this would be like soft blankets, uh, packages of hot chocolate or soup, some photos of recent vacations, maybe some comforting music on a CD, some, some essential oils like lavender or eucalyptus, or even if all you have is baby oil, maybe a, a rocking chair, or if you don't have stuff like that, you could just even use like throw pillows or a bunch of blankets. Or did I already say that? Yeah, blankets. Blankets are very important. And what else? like journals, an inspirational book that we've been meaning to get to, and, and for, say, smell, like maybe some scented candles or, or some mint gum or, or some, some candies the kids have lying around or, or some of our own, like, cinnamon, cinnamon sort of candies because cinnamon is also very good for, for improving mood. Remind yourself that this is temporary and that we need to move through this stress and anxiety by taking everything moment by moment, that we need to find the lesson in all of this and to go within yourself and connect with your inner strength. And I know for some that may be difficult because you may not think that is there, but we all have an inner strength. We just have to remember that it's there. <laughs> so you can, you can affect the meaning and purpose that can come from what appears to be senseless, which is exactly what this this COVID or CCP virus seems like to us right now, it does seem really senseless that, that we have to all be in our homes and on our own and, and sort of creating our own sort of our own connection with everybody, which it seems quite ridiculous, but, but it is, it is proving that we have the strength to, to maintain our own, our own sense of self, right? So there's also that this crisis is, what what can we learn about ourselves through this crisis and and that's by what's what we need to change figuring that out and 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 what are we being asked to consider that no longer serves us or our homes or our communities or even our relationships and it, it brings into a lot of sort of philosophical thinking and and psychological thinking that like we can really we could really figure a lot of this stuff out just by Doing a lot of good self-care, not just in in you know cleanliness of our of our own person, but it's also in in bringing sort of a mental awareness back to to what, how we're going about our, our day-to-day life and and making sure we're we're keeping up with with everything that we need to. Whether it's like I like I listed all those all those items, you know, there's 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 so many things that we can do with this time that we've been given. We can. We can make better connections with our family, with our friends, online, in our own homes. We can 
we can start up on a, on a whole load of projects we've been meaning to get to. And, and yeah, just remember to stay calm and, and just remind yourself that this is, this is temporary and that we will get through this by maintaining our individual strength. So I will see you next time, Glorious Humanoids, and thank you for tuning in. And if you would like to share your comments, questions, or concerns on mental health and how you relate to it, you can go to the tangentalistblog.com. And this is what I will go into great deal with in the next episode as I take you down another rabbit hole of my heady days of my rebellious youth, tripped up by disorder. Thank you, glorious humanoids, for tuning in. Folding up these anecdotes, I express them to you and I give them for you to enjoy and consider as I reflect and remodel and re-engage what the future has for me on these social platforms. See you next time on The Tangentalist.